We're handing out mid-season awards. Plus, we're talking a little bit about what Joe Judge had to say on today's Locked On Giants podcast that's coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast, part of the Lachlan Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and thank you so much for making the Lachlan Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first viewing of the day. Really appreciate you. And uh, on today's show, we are kicking off the bye week. Now, just real quick, it is Tuesday, so what the schedule is for the Giants is the Giants are practicing Tuesday and Wednesday, they're going to be light practices, and then they are off the rest of the week. We, however, here at the Lachlan Giants podcast are not off the rest of the week. We will be bringing you all new shows every day this week. We'll be doing reviews later on in the week. Um, We're going to talk about where things are. So I'm just working on a bunch of stuff, trying to finalize all the, um, the, the plans for you. And oh, we're also going to have a Twitter Thursday since there's no game next weekend. I don't have to do a crossover show so I can do a Twitter Thursday show. If you've got questions, you know what to do. Send them in to me. Information is in the show notes. So get those in. All right. So on today's show, um, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to start off by talking about some of the things head coach Joe Judge had to say on Monday. A couple of things kind of stood out to me that I want to comment on. And then we're going to spend the rest of the show with me handing out my midseason award choices. And I've got a bunch of categories that I wrote down and the players who I think are deserving of the awards. And I'd like to hear what you guys think, you know, as you hear the awards, if you agree, disagree, why? And again, you just jot me uh, a letter, an email, send that to me. Or if you're watching me on YouTube and you want to drop a comment, do so. I'll check it out, you know, over the course of the week and respond accordingly. So, All right, let's get into it. I want to start off by talking about a couple of things that Joe Judge mentioned in his uh, press conference with the with reporters. Actually, it was a conference call on Monday, and um, there were a couple of things that kind of stood out to me. And uh, the first thing actually ties into a question that I got from a listener about whether the the Giants winning on Sunday against the Raiders might fool ownership into thinking that all's well again and there won't be any changes. And um, I'm going to hold that question until, you know, the time comes. But in a nutshell, the answer is no. And that kind of tied into something that Joe Judge was asked about today. And I'm just finding the question right now. He was asked if he was considering any play calling changes at the buy. And his response was, quote, no, no, not at this moment. We're not, end quote. Now, here is a thought that I had about this whole thing with play calling. And obviously, this is referencing offensive coordinator Jason Garrett, who, for whatever reason, can put up, put together a good script, as we've seen with the opening drives of the last few uh, weeks. But then if there's a penalty or something, you know, the script ends it's kind of a free-for-all and Jason kind of gets away from what was working. So 
I had a thought about this whole thing with the offensive coordinator, and I'm just going to put it out there for what it's worth. You can agree or disagree and let me know. But here's what I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jason Garrett only has a short-term contract. Now, I'm not sure if it's two years or three years. I want to say two. And the reason why I want to say two is because if you remember last year, Patrick, or actually in the offseason, Patrick Graham was given a contract extension and a raise, which led me to believe that the coordinators had short-term contracts. I don't know that Jason has two years or three years. I'm not sure how many years he has. I've been told it's two. I've been told by some people it's, it's longer than that. But the point I'm getting at is this. The Giants are going to have to make a decision on Daniel Jones. All right. I think it's a no-brainer. I think you pick up his option year after this season. But here's the thing that I'm wondering. I am wondering if perhaps if Jason Garrett's contract does run out after this season, which, again, a couple of people have told me is the case, not confirmed. I want to stress that. It is not confirmed that it does. But if the Giants decide to go in a different direction at offensive coordinator, what I think happens now is, you know, Joe gets a new offensive coordinator in or promotes Freddie Kitchens, if that might be the case, or, you know, whatever Joe's going to do there, if, he, if he's going to promote somebody from on staff. Give that person a full year with Daniel Jones, who will hopefully next year not only have the full year, but also have all of his playmakers. Then the Giants should be able to see if they have their long-term quarterback in place. Now, the thing with Jason Garrett is this, and I'm not trying to push him out the door, but I'm just trying to think from a business perspective here. Jason, I believe, still aspires to be a head coach somewhere. Now, whether or not that ship has sailed, I don't know. But I think he still aspires to be a head coach. If that opportunity comes up and he's going to leave anyway, the Giants are going to have to basically either promote from within, like I said, or start all over with a new coordinator. I think what they would like to do, if something happens with Jason and Jason is not back after this year, is keep the same system in place, but just kind of change up the, um, the play calling, you know, and, and the game planning. And uh, I could see Freddie Kitchens taking over that role. I would not be surprised if Jason's contract ends and Freddie is promoted to that role. So when Joe says, no, not at this moment, emphasize, okay, emphasis on at this moment, as in right at the moment he said that, um, they are not considering any play calling changes. I suspect that it's coming probably, probably at the end of the year. I would not be surprised if there is a change. Just my two cents, just to guess on that. But uh, that that little uh, quick answer that Joe gave kind of raised my antenna a little bit. And um, I, I would not be surprised because, look, the offense, you know, we all see what's going on with the offense. It hasn't been explosive. It's barely been keeping its head above water. Um, some of the deployment of the personnel just leaves you scratching your head what Jason is thinking and that's, you know, they say that the, the offensive game plan is a, is a collaboration of all the coaches. But in the, at the end of the day, that's on the coordinator. 
to say, yes, we're going to do this or no, we're not going to do that. So I suspect something's going to happen at the end of the year. And I could see Jason Garrett not being back after this year uh, with this team, given the personnel being better than what they have. And yes, it's been banged up, but um, just a guess on my part. All right. There's one other thing I want to talk about before we take a break. And then we come back and talk about the midseason awards that I wrote down. I want to talk about the injury situation. Now, Joe Judge was asked about a couple of guys in particular, Saquon Barkley and Andrew Thomas. Barkley, as everybody knows, is not on injured reserve. So there's nothing to stop him from really getting on the field and working out with the trainers or even practicing, which Judge, by the way, indicated is going to be the plan this week. All right. Now, Thomas, on the other hand, he is on injured reserve. And Judge, when he was asked about Thomas, said something, and I'm just going to see if I can find the quote so I don't get this wrong here. Let me just find the quote. The quote was, um, as for Thomas, we'll get him on the field Tuesday and have him do some things with the trainers in terms of seeing him move around that may open up a window to get him out there a little bit more on Wednesday. All right. So basically, they're going to do a, like a pre-evaluation before they officially open up his window, his 21-day window to activate him from IR once he's designated to return. Just my gut feeling here on this, but if I'm the Giants, what's the rush? I don't do it this week. I don't open that window until you know early next week because unless you're absolutely sure that Thomas is ready to come off that IR list, don't you know, don't push it. Give him an extra week or so to get himself back in shape, get himself back into football shape, get him out there moving around. I mean, I I appreciate they want to, you know, get these guys back on the field as soon as they can. But you know what? This is what I don't get about this, this whole handling of injuries that the Giants have had. They have had guys who in the summertime, I go back to the summertime, Kenny Galladay, when he tweaked his hamstring, That injury technically, you know, from what I heard, was not a long-term affair. But yet Kenny Galladay missed like almost four weeks. And then he came back and he was rusty. So they were ultra conservative with those guys in in training camp. And now, you know, why not continue to be on the safe side? So we'll see. I mean, look, the offensive line, for what it's worth, seems to have settled down a little bit. The pass protection is still a little, you know, shaky here and there. Matt Parrott was a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit all over the place at left tackle at with, with the pass protection against the Raiders. But for the most part, the line hasn't been horrible. Uh, getting Andrew Thomas back, that will help it. But I would think at some point, you know, now that they've kind of settled down the, the uh, offensive line rotation or not the rotation, but the fact that they, they're sticking with the same five guys and they're not rotating guys in and out, stay with that for as long as you can. And don't rush to get Andrew Thomas back on the field. I mean, get him on the field. You know, if you can get him back on the field for Tampa, fine. But I'm saying don't rush this week to get him back on the field. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, I've got some midseason awards accolades and some Razzies to hold, to uh, hand out to members of the Giants. So stick around. It should be a fun segment and uh, you'll find out who I picked 
and what the awards and Razzies are. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's show. But first, have you checked out Built Bar? Available in nine amazing flavors, plus a rotation, a steady rotation of limited time flavor offerings available in nut and nut-free variety. Built Bar is the perfect choice for a low-carb, low-sugar, and high-protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Why? Because it is covered in real milk chocolate, so it's just like eating a candy bar without all the guilt. So check out BuiltBar.com and save 15% off your first order with our promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your first order. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. My name is Patricia Trainer. Happy to have you. And again, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. And also, I want to thank everybody who has signed up and subscribe to the YouTube channel, getting close, almost, uh, you know, we're getting almost to 800 subscribers. And all I want for Christmas is to get to 1000 subscribers. So please, if you're checking out the channel, subscribe and like it, help me get to 1000 subscribers, so that uh, I can join the ranks of the uh, thousand member club um, amongst my colleagues. So I hope you will consider that. All right, we have some awards and some Razzies. And I tried to think a little outside the box with with some of these. So I'm going to mention them. I'm going to tell you who I picked. I'm going to give you uh, my reasoning. See, I've got them all written on here. Um, And uh, if you agree or disagree, let me know by email. Or if you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment. All right, some obvious ones real quick. Mid-year MVP. This one was tough. It really was difficult for me, but I'm going to go, believe it or not, with wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Now, why Kadarius Toney? He's an electric playmaker, quarterback, running. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. When he's on the field, you just sense that the offense takes on a whole different level. I can't explain it exactly, but he's just electrifying to watch. And I know he's been banged up. I know he's been off to a slow start, but that would definitely be my pick for the midseason MVP. And it's a slim field. I, I admit it. But um, Tony is an exciting player and, and it's good to finally see that they got him on the field and they are uh, trying to get him involved more. So that is my mid-year MVP. My rookie of the year. Now you would think it would be Tony, right? But I'm going to go with Aziz Ojulari. I like what the kid is bringing, Uh, pass rush. um, He's been, you know, productive as is is expected. I think he leads all rookies in sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Just a very intriguing and promising player. Once he really battens down against run, this kid's going to be something special. But I like what he has brought to the table. And uh, again, the pickings are kind of slim with the, with the rookie class, given the injuries and whatnot, but I really, you know, Ojulari gets my vote on this one. The biggest surprise now for this one, I'm talking a player. I'm not talking about something in general that happened, but I will talk about something in general. The biggest surprise with, with um, on a good note has been Quincy Roche developing. Now, Quincy Roche, prior to Sunday's game against the Raiders and Monday, you know, the previous Monday's game against Kansas City, was starting to flash. And 
we were writing over at Inside Football, which is another publication I write for, we were writing about how we would like to see Roche get more snaps. And we speculated, as a matter of fact, that it might come at the expense of O'Shane Zimenez. Well, that's exactly what happened. O'Shane Zimenez was inactive and Quincy Roche got some of those snaps and did a pretty good job at it. So that's been a nice surprise from a player's perspective. From a overall perspective, the biggest surprise has probably been the one loss record. And by that, I mean, when you look at this roster, the roster in itself has talent, but the, but because of the injuries, because of some of the coaching, it's underperformed. And that's been kind of disappointing as far as I'm concerned. Um, that to me is just, you know, I, th- I just feel that this Giants team should have been at least four and five by now. And, you know, they're not, they, they're still in a hole. You know, I felt that, you know, there were two games early in the season they should have won, you know, week two and week three against Washington and Atlanta. And um, that's really disappointing. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's a surprise. So, all right, speaking of disappointments, the biggest disappointment to me, there's actually two things I'm going to cite here. The offense, I'm going to start with that. The Giants offense, I really thought it would be a lot more explosive. Now, I get it. There have been injuries. The offensive line has had, what, a dozen or so different combinations? Actually, it hasn't been that many. I think it's been, what, six or seven? Maybe, maybe a couple more. I've lost track, to be honest with you. But anyway, the offensive line had some different combinations. I get that. Saquon Barkley has been in and out of the has been out of the lineup. Um, Sterling Shepard has been in and out of the lineup. Kenny Galladay has been sidelined. Kadarius Tony was sidelined. Darius Slayton was sidelined. They've had injuries, but here's why I am still disappointed with the offense. When these receivers were battling injuries, why weren't the tight ends utilized more? It was almost like they, they were an afterthought. And I just felt like whether it was a conscious decision or just how it worked out, that the Giants relied so heavily on those receivers that when injuries started hitting them, I mean, when you see Colin Johnson and guys that they're calling up from the practice squad get a lot of snaps and not the tight ends, you've got to sit there and say, what are they doing? So that, that to me has been a disappointment. And I will add to this on the whole, a disappointment to me has been the regression of the coaching staff. Now I thought last year, even with all the COVID stuff and the, you know, the unpredictable schedules with, you know, whether or not they'd have an off season, whether or not they'd have a training camp, whether or not they'd be able to practice. I thought Joe judge and his staff did a pretty good job of keeping things together. They weren't as flustered during games. This year, some of the in-game management has just been horrible. All right. The wasted timeouts, or actually not the wasted timeouts, when they have used the timeouts. Let's just, you know, you want to use the timeouts. It's just when they have used them. They have been head scratchers. Some of the personnel decisions have been head scratchers. For example, um, they haven't been able to get much of a pass rush from Carter and Zimenez, what took them so long to finally make a move and do something about it? You know, so just 
little things like that. And then, you know, judge and talking about the communication headset, the timeouts. What about all the times they had to, you know, call a timeout? And that ties into the burning of the timeouts that I was talking about before. That's been a problem. Players not being in position early on in, in the year, the defense in particular, with players not being in position. Just on a grand scale, to me, the coaching just has regressed a little bit. And that's surprising because, you know, they did so well in their first year together. And now for whatever reason, instead of going and building on that, they have gone backwards. And I'm not really sure I understand why. So, all right, folks, we've got more coming up. I've got a few more awards and Razzies to give out. Stick around and you'll find out who, what, where, and why. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Lachlan Giants podcast. But first, if you do a lot of driving like I do, then you need to know about a fantastic new app called Get Upside. When you open an account on Get Upside, you can earn up to 25 cents back per gallon of gas every time you fill up at the pump. And when you want to cash out, you can do so. It's real easy. You can cash out anytime you want. Get paid any way you want, including a direct deposit to your bank account, PayPal, gift cards, you name it, it's probably available. So open an account today and use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents back per gallon on your first fill up. That's 50 cents back per gallon when you open an account on GetUpside on your first fill up. Download the free GetUpside app, use the special promo code TOUCHDOWN and start saving today. That's GetUpside available in the iTunes app store or on Google Play. And that promo code again is touchdown. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Lachlan Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you. And in these segments, we are talking about awards and Razzies at the midpoint of the year. Actually, we're a little uh, past the midpoint of the year now that it is a 17-game season. But technically, it's an 18-week NFL affair because, you know, you have the bye week. So it's actually eight weeks, so nine weeks in makes it the half point of the season. So I'm on schedule. All right. A few more awards and Razzies. Most damaging injury. This one's easy. Blake Martinez. The Giants run defense has missed him. Also, I sit here and I often wonder, would they be having some of the problems that they have had at, on occasion with getting guys lined up if Blake was in the lineup? My guess is no. So hands down, Blake wins that award. All right. Changes that they need to make. Offensive play calling. (laughs) Now, I spoke about this in the first segment and why I don't think anything's going to happen. And not just because Joe Judge said at this time, again, at this time being the uh, keywords, um, that nothing's going to happen. But when I talk about play calling, Jason Garrett needs to just stop popping around. It's like I use that game against the the Raiders where they came out with the heavy personnel and it was working and it was working beautifully. And then what happened? They moved away from it, you know, and then some penalties came in and Jason was like, what do I do? You know, why move away from what works? You know, I always like to quote the late Vince Lombardi, who used to say something to the effect of, I'm going to keep doing something until you figure out how to stop me. 
why move away from what works? It makes no sense. If you're going to be able to find success doing the same thing over and over, stick with it, you know, but no, Jason Garrett moved away from it and, and the offense kind of fell into a little bit of a funk. They came back to it, by the way, later on in the game. And guess what? They were starting to move the ball again. So I don't understand why coaches do that. I don't understand why they move away. Are they afraid that the other side's going to catch on and, and figure out how to stop them? I say stop us first, and then I'll worry about adjusting. And quite honestly, the, the in-game adjustments, I think, on offense have not been very good. And that, to me, is a concern. So, all right, next one. The storyline of the first half of the season. All right, this one you can take your pick. You can say injuries or, as I said before, coaching. I think both are more than worthy of this award. The injury situation has just been absolutely ridiculous, especially with the receivers. And I know that there are some of you who, you know, write to me on Twitter and you, we talk about this, we debate this. Look, to a certain degree, football is a violent sport and injuries are going to happen. You're going to have broken bones. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have people who roll their ankles or who get rolled into when they're, they spray knees. But things like hamstrings and ACLs, I mean, that's, I guess you could say that's debatable a little bit, but in that regard, you could kind of say, you know, is it the turf, you know, because sometimes the turf can be a little sticky and your foot gets stuck in it. And if you turn the wrong way, boom, your ACL is compromised. Um, Sometimes it could just be the fact that you're starting and stopping. And someone on my YouTube channel, I think was a, um, a chiropractor mentioning something about pyrometric type of exercise. I'm not familiar with it, but um, the idea is obviously to strengthen the soft tissues, the hamstrings and the, uh, the ligaments so that you don't have this problem if you're going to stop and start, um, which receivers do have to do, obviously, and cornerbacks, you know. So uh, that, was a, that was a suggestion. But, you know, look, I don't know what it is. I do know that the Giants for the last several years have been amongst the highest injured teams in the NFL. You know, you can, you can chalk that off to bad luck if it's like one or two years, but if there's a pattern, something's up. And I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's how they recover or how they're training. Um, I don't get to see all that. That's all done behind closed doors. So as I've said, I think before on the show, I'm surprised they haven't hired a sports uh, a sports scientist to really help them with all this stuff. But uh, hey, maybe that's a change Joe Judge will make. Maybe he'll add another member to the staff that specifies in that because it's been a it's been a mess. So, all right, another storyline, and this has bothered me as a football junkie uh, and an aficionado. Where has been the lack of discipline on this team? And by that, I mean, look at all the discipline-related penalties that this team has made, all right? Unsportsmanlike conducts, um, you know, I I can't say holding because that could be called on anybody, but, you know, roughing, stupid stuff, you know, taunting, 
all the stupid stuff that that you just sit there and you, and you go, what are you doing? This is a young team. I get it. But, you know, considering how in the summertime, Joe Judge was very adamant about identifying people who um, committed penalties and having them take a lap. You wonder now, it's like, what was that all for show or, or, you know, what are they doing now? Do they actually have the time to say, Hey, you know, you committed a penalty, a, a stupid penalty, a discipline related penalty. So go take a lap. I'm not so sure they have the time during practice to do that. Now, remember, we're not allowed to watch the entire practice, but, you know, and also practices uh, in season are shorter than training camp practices. So I'm really not sure how they're addressing it other than to maybe talk to guys. But after a while, it goes in one ear, comes out the other. So Joe's got to get that under control because there are just a lot of discipline related penalties. And I asked him today, as a matter of fact, about some of the special teams issues. The Giants special teams unit leads the league in penalties. They have 12 penalties for 105 yards. And I said to him, Joe, what's up with that? You know, because Joe, obviously, special teams is his forte. And, you know, I've never seen that seen it that high for the Giants. And, you know, he agreed that that was a problem. And he said that that's something that they have to get under control, specifically the post play penalties. I think that's what what he was talking about. Some of the stupid stuff that comes in after the play is over. That ties back into discipline. And I'm just really surprised that for, for a head coach who preaches discipline until he is blue in the face that this problem continues. You would think the Giants would be one of the lowest penalized teams in the NFL. They are not. So I don't get it. I don't understand why that is still a problem, and I'm not sure what they are doing to address it, but uh, that's something they've got to figure out moving forward. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the the midseason awards and Razzies. If you have a category that you're curious about that you want to ask me about, send me a letter. The address is in the show notes or tweet it to me. You see my, my Twitter handle um, on the screen there. Make sure you tag it, Ask P-Train. And heck, I'll include it in the, uh, in the uh, Twitter Thursday segment that we're going to do. So let's plan on doing that. So um, yeah, so until tomorrow, uh, we'll talk to you again soon.